0: Hey, everyone. This is The Book Pile, a comedy podcast about books. I'm Kellen Erskine. And I'm David Vance. And you asked for it. So here is another mini episode, Dave. I found that one way to be held unaccountable is to vaguely say to a group of people, you asked for this. (laughs) That's what I've learned from politics. Yes. (laughs) That way I figure the blame is just sort of randomly thrown out into a crowd and so most of them amongst themselves are like, wait, wh- who asked for this? <laughs> Just enjoy this mini episode. We've got some fun Beatles facts to tease out this week's full episode, which will come out this Thursday. That's June 15th at 2 a.m. We'll also share a short story or two today and et cetera.
1: I want the listeners to know, Kellen isn't posting these dates in after the fact. He's doing that voice right now. <laughs>
0: Last week was Memorial Day, but we're taking today off because we didn't realize that it was Peanut Butter Cookie Day, and if you think I'm making that up, I'm offended because that's not even a funny joke. It really is just Peanut Butter Cookie Day.
1: <laughs>
0: Never forget. <laughs> it's also National Falafel Day, which I think is more important and also isn't funny, but does make a great appetizer for all those peanut butter cookies. <laughs>
1: In the same way that Barbie and Oppenheimer are opening against each other, that's brave of (laughs) falafel and peanut butter cookies to go head to head. What was funny was that I saw that headline and I was like, yeah, but the Barbie and Oppenheimer groups have got to be very different. And then I was like, Dave, you are in both of those groups.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I wish that theaters still did the double feature thing so they could call it Boppenheimer. (laughs) This double feature will blow your mind. (laughs)
1: Now I am become Ken, destroyer of norms.
0: (laughs) I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie World War II. (laughs) That's how one movie segues into the next, seamlessly. (laughs) Fat Man
1: and Little Boy are the names people call each other after Barbie gave them unrealistic body (laughs) expectations.
0: (laughs) I'm not thoroughly familiar with uh, his story other than that um he regretted much of it but don't you think that Oppenheimer still cringes a little bit in his grave every time someone uses a nuke as slang for cooking something in the microwave
1: <laughs> maybe or maybe He's glad that they're not thinking of what it was actually used for. (laughs) If I were OJ, I would love if the glove doesn't fit reminded people of something else. As a kid, I thought the line was, if the glove doesn't fit, you must as in you must've, quit. (laughs) I was like, quit what? I have this theory that every child carries with them Dozens of weird, false beliefs that they've just never spoken out loud, so they've never been corrected. (laughs) And at least a few of those beliefs terrify
0: them. (laughs) So, another crazy fact about today. I looked up, and on one website, it said that today, June 12th, was Child Labor Day. But another one said that it was World Day Against Child Labor, so... (laughs) Maybe it should just be pick a lane day. (laughs) It's probably smart strategy because
1: if someone's already protesting against child labor and you're pro-child labor, that's when your base is going to be all riled up anyway. (laughs) It's kind of like how Pride Month also just de facto ends up being homophobia month.
0: (laughs) But here's the real catch-22, Dave. How unethical is it to have kids... Picketing for hours against child labor. (laughs) Is it the kids who picket? (laughs) Mine do. So Dave, I'm very excited about our Beatles episode this week on the book, All the Songs. A book that literally covers every song they ever recorded. And millennials, I'd like you to note that I use the word literally as correctly as you possibly can. Wait, are you not a millennial? No, I'm... I'm a millennial, I'm just a condescending one. Oh, (laughs) you're a millennial elder statesman. So I I can speak outside of our group to our group. (laughs) And so I know we'll be discussing this book in greater detail during our full episode later this week, but I did want to share something from it today. But before that, Dave... Didn't you find it difficult to read this giant heavy book? Like, I, in reading this, I realized how much I usually rely on the convenience of listening to audiobooks and not just because of the non reading aspect, but (laughs) they're also just plain easy to transport because they're just in your phone. (laughs) But, like, even if I am reading a physical Jane Austen novel, it still only weighs like as much as a chipmunk. Right. And I know that because I only have those scales of justice at my home. (laughs) So I I can only weigh stuff compared to other stuff. The point is, this Beatles book is like 17 pounds. It's practically a carry-on. Like, I think it should come with wheels and an extendable handle. (laughs) So the other thing I wanted to bring up is that I feel like the people who wrote this book clearly loved John the most. (laughs) And I didn't want to cover this necessarily in the official episode because the book as a whole is just a delight. I enjoyed reading it so much. But there was just a handful of times where their bias was so hard to ignore. So Mm -hmm. listen listen to this. It's just a quick little sentence as the authors of the book are giving a brief summary of the Magical Mystery Tour album. They say, John contributed the extraordinary I Am the Walrus, Paul the irresistible fool on the hill. George wrote a very well-done song called Blue Jay Way. <laughs> you just sort of see this, like, this, these three tiers-like... <laughs> Right, They just finished the Olympics. And by the way, of all the adjectives to call fool on the hill, irresistible? Like, I don't know that that's... (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we can resist it. (laughs) Here's another part where they flat out, they're writing about how John wasn't a big fan of Hello Goodbye, which was mostly written by Paul, and they flat out just say, quote, John did not accept the fact that Hello, Goodbye was chosen as the new single instead of I Am the Walrus, which he considered infinitely better. He was not wrong. (laughs) They just throw that in there. (laughs) Like it's an objective historical fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just so subjective that I I do think I I probably revisit Hello Goodbye a little bit more especially oh, yeah. when I'm listening to to the Beatles in front of my children <laughs> teaching them words. Yeah. You say <laughs> well, yes well, and also I just know with I am the Walrus they're going to have so many questions. <laughs> Hello Goodbye was for
1: sure written by a parent because of the line you say why and I say I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I can see why you don't want your kids learning about a pornographic priestess,
0: right? <laughs> I just and honestly, I don't know that if I'm also just thinking back on like what song do I enjoy singing along to more? Uh, it's probably not so much <laughs> Now that I think about it, maybe the reason John Lennon didn't like. The song Hello Goodbye is because one day in the future, that's what Mark David Chapman would say to him. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
1: You love these.
0: Anyway. (laughs) You love jokes about
1: Johns who got shot. Is Pocahontas your favorite movie? I
0: don't love them. I just see them as softballs coming toward me every other episode that we do. (laughs) This is your Rorschach test. All you see is JFK. <laughs> <laughs> and here's one last example of the book's bias towards John. Speaking of, how John also didn't like the song "Obla di Oblada." Uh, The authors write, quote, you can see how the contrived lyrics could very well irritate him. (laughs) It's like, yes, (laughs) I'm sorry they're not as organic as he got toe jam football. What's funny is Paul is
1: my favorite Beatle, but I actually sort of agree with all the arguments they're making. I just wouldn't put them quite so baldly. (laughs) Like, I think... Hello, Goodbye, and Obladi Oblada are fun
0: songs. I just don't think they're like nearly Paul's best. Oh, for sure. And again, I'm not ranking the songs that I'm not going to. I just think it's crazy that the authors of this book are not so subtly inserting hard opinions on something as incredibly subjective as the art of song. Sure, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Where they're like, John didn't really like this song, and honestly... No one else should. (laughs) (gasps) All right. To recap, full episode coming Thursday. (laughs) See you then. Books are great. I realize we don't have like a catchphrase. (laughs) We should start every episode saying, Books
1: are great on three. (laughs) One, two, three. Books Books are are great. great.